0: Hey, it's Nick. We have a good episode this week talking about memes. I think you all will enjoy it. A few updates. The one thing that I wanted to reach out to you all about is we're coming up, we're coming up on our 100th episode. So if you guys have any ideas about what we should do, should we answer questions? If you have a question, email it in. I've been seeing a few questions come in, so we're going to get to those pretty soon. Um, make sure you email to mydetailspodcast at gmail.com. And then you guys know the deal. Like, subscribe, give us five stars. It really helps us out. You know, subscribe to YouTube, like that YouTube video. Um, you know, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify. Do all of those things if you can. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, let's hear that amazing intro by Kiyoshi the Kid. I'm Nick and I'm James, and we're two designers in the big city sweating the small stuff. Hey, James, you're not doing the sweat wipe anymore. <laughs> did you get reprimanded to Allison? I just, uh, no. was like, <laughs>
1: oh man, I'm just so
0: tired. Okay. Well, you just had an espresso shot.
1: I did. And sometimes in the afternoon, they have the adverse effect.
0: Uh, okay. Would you to sleep? No, I'm feeling alright. We did have a beer for lunch, so I feel yeah. Like
1: well, the, yeah. You think the beer and espresso are going to balance each other out? Well, you know sometimes what I used to do?
0: Sometimes they don't. You, I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but you know what I used to do? Uh, Math? <laughs> no, no, no drugs. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I guess alcohol and caffeine is a drug. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I always always, uh, when I worked full time at Petmate, I would come home, I would you know relax, drink a beer, and then I would make myself an iced mocha coffee Ooh. and I called it a Nick Loco because <laughs> it was caffeine and
1: alcohol. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Wait, you made yourself then work, a chocolate you know? mocha yeah, yeah.
0: every day? At like 6 p.m. Yeah. <laughs>
1: my God. Because
0: then I would work on, you know, design stuff. Wow. Um, That's a Texas cocktail right there. Yeah. Yeah. How um, you yeah, been, man? Been a, been a good week? Yeah. Been pretty good.
1: Yeah. Not not too eventful. Honestly, all the days of my life now bleed together into one. It's, It's hard to determine because, you know, it used to be in my life that on a weekend, I would wake up later in the morning than I would during the week. You know, you'd sleep in, you'd just like casually stroll out of the apartment, maybe go get some brunch. But those days are over, at least for the next Twenty years. Yeah. Um, Every day is just starts at the same time. Get up, get everybody else up. Yeah. Get the coffee going. Get my Aeropress. I don't think I've talked about my Aeropress routine.
0: You don't? Do you eat breakfast? You don't eat breakfast.
1: I don't really eat breakfast. Okay. No. But do you no. make
0: breakfast for the fam? Yeah, okay.
1: I make breakfast for Clara. Uh Sometimes if there's extra Allison. <laughs> that's so- <laughs> <laughs> the leftovers. Today, I made pancakes for the fam. Yeah, uh, that sounds... Like have a, you had... a fun little activity. Friday have you pancakes. had those Kodiak... Like, do you know about this? It might just be, you know, people who have families who know about this No, I don't know what Kodiak is. Kodiak is like... Um, they make like protein pancake mix. So, it's like... It's not your typical pancake mix. And I will... I will say, it. you feel... You don't feel as bad after having these hmm. pancakes as, as like sort of the normal pancakes. Are you
0: a big protein guy?
1: No. no, I'm not either. No, it's just like, it's a nice substitute if you can get it. Okay. But uh, no, I don't usually eat breakfast. I usually just have an like a, essentially like an ice latte, an oat, oat milk ice latte to start out the day. I'm trying, I'm trying to go by the Italian rules of coffee, which is like, you drink your milk drinks in the morning right. and then just straight coffee in the afternoon.
0: Didn't they wasn't that rule or tradition invented because they got fresh milk? Wasn't that the the mm, idea? I don't know. I think it is. I think I, it, I think you got fresh milk straight in the morning from the cow. Oh. And you would have your coffee and milk and then afternoon you obviously the milk's gone bad by then cuz it's yeah. not you know it's not a processed or anything
1: just that just makes straight, sense straight up, yeah uh, yeah i mean the italians are known for for you know the freshness yeah valuing the good Jesus freshness mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah so i i try to abide by that also i uh i have this drink that i make at peloton yeah what's that because they have they have have i talked about this before i feel like we're already like we've that been in four we, episodes we in and i'm already like am i repeating myself Um, I will, they have like an automatic espresso machine, something that like does an espresso thing within the machine. Um, and so I do that, you know, I do like an iced espresso. I get the ice, I get the espresso, and then I fill the rest of it up with like, you know, those bevy machines that dispense sparkling, sparkling, sparkling water in, into the espresso onto the ice. What is that called? Is there a name for that? I think there are, like, tonic espresso drinks. I've seen the guy from Ugmonk uh, make them in his stories, but it's cool because, like, when you dispense the the, uh, sparkling water, it kind of, like, foams it up. It kind of, like, foams up the espresso. So Mm. it's almost like you have a foamy espresso without the milk. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. It's... It's a nice hack when, when you're working at a, at a corporation, you have to find your food hacks with like the available machines. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I've been there, done that. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) how have you been, Nick? Yeah, I've been good. You know, I've been working on the, the rebrand for the studio. That's Mm -hmm. been a big thing. Um, I do have like a mini little product launch. I don't know. Uh, show us that mini little little, tiny micro, a little collaboration, a minor, a minor, minor (laughs) product launch, minor detail um well we know our good friend nick Bentel, former Uh, interviewee on the pod um Bentel is an amazing designer slash creative artist um and kind of ties in with our episode this week a little bit yeah um he launched this thing called box bag it looks like a shipping box but it's a purse um you know it's, it's it's small it can fit in your palm of your hand and it has this like nice uh Strap that says like fragile handle with care that you kind of hold on to mm-hmm. um, And they sold out really quick when he launched them. I think he sold a hundred of them Wow um, and then he wanted to do another run and this time around he reached out to a bunch of his friends and designers to do Stickers um, cause the original bag had these stickers that was like fragile handle with care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Nick, Nick Bentel box bag. It just was like fun stickers that you put on a normal shipping box. Yeah. Um, and so he wanted to collaborate with other designers to create some different stickers. And so he asked me to do some stickers and I came up with this pixelated effect. Um, very cool. You know, it just kind of looks like stickers that kind of similar shipping stickers, but it kind of looks like they're blurred out with pixels. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little shipping uh, to
1: tie into your pixel lamp or was there some other I mean, reason
0: I, I mean obviously i think uh the pixel lamp also just ties into the fact that like digital physical right i'm always about that kind of vibe where it's like half in the metaverse half in the physical world <laughs> so, yeah, yeah yeah um you did know, you I, build these uh pixelated images in minecraft no i should before have printing them out <laughs> Yeah, I can't play Minecraft man. I suck my time straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I ever tell you? Uh, so I don't know if I told us not. five. It doesn't matter um, Whenever I play Minecraft I used to play a lot like back in high school or whenever it came out um, But you know when you get grow up you got things to do and you can't just like play video games all day Yeah, and whenever I get sucked into Minecraft, it's like a t- like a time warp like I'll blink and mm. then a week has gone by. Yeah. and i haven't done anything, you know. Yeah. Um and so i don't play minecraft, but i love it. Uh except uh last year i ha- i had covid and i was like this is my chance. <laughs> this is my <laughs> chance. I, I'm forced to stay home and i'm sick. This is my chance to play minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> so when i when i got covid i just played minecraft for a week straight. Oh my god. It was good. You know, i mean obviously uh, you know i felt sick, but uh at yeah. Least, uh,
1: See, I was a little I was a little more mature uh when I was when I was growing up and I played Diablo two. Okay. You know, I was flirting with the devil. Okay. Um but similarly I would similarly would get lost in that game for hours and hours. Like if there was a snow day for school for school, like I would literally just like boot up my iMac and play all yep. day long. Yeah. Um, um and,
0: yeah, but but, anyways, excited about this. Very and, cool. Um, yeah, designed some like fun ones. I think like the smiley is a little fun. fun yeah, one, pixelated smiley. Oh, and then also, um, Nick Bentel has the same initials as I do. N.B. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like I played off, off the postal label of like N.B. First class packaging. You know, postal service, um, postal tracking and stuff. So nice. Um, yeah, check that out if you guys haven't already. I think. I uh, don't know. I, they might already be sold out by the time you listen to this episode. But, um, <laughs> you know, you can at least look at the, the photos online. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Let's see. I also, I kind of wanted to talk about some, I guess we have design news. Oh, yeah. Um, I was also going to f- squeeze in some AI news. I feel like that's our new segment. It's like <laughs> A- AI, AI news and design news together. AI is on the move. Um, did you see this, James? This is called Dream Fusion. No, I, you know, I, we've talked about the, I think we've kind of seen, or at least we know that people are working on 3d, you know, text to 3d, you know, we've obviously pretty familiar with the text to image, but you know, text to 3d, I feel like I've seen a few things that have been text to 3d, but it's never been very, um, very good. C- compelling. Yeah. But this, uh, dream fusion is one that's kind of piqued my interest and it's like pretty decent. Um, mm. You know, I have no clue the the mechanics behind it, but I do think it's interesting that, you know, you you can type in, like, you know, a tiger wearing, a you know, a, a suit, and it comes up with a, you know, STL or some sort of file type that has a full tiger wearing a suit, and it's, you know, you can look at the back of the tiger, look at the front of the tiger, it's all there. Um, Wild. Because I know there's, like, some software that you can, like, send it an image, and it'll kind of make... The image 3D, but it's only on one side, you know. Yeah, um, it'll give that image some depth. It's like two and a half D, but this is full 3D. Um, that's crazy. It's coming. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I still, I'm still skeptical about like if we're ever gonna get. I will. I mean, I'm sure we'll get there. President
1: Joe Biden, <laughs> it's time to unleash the universal basic income. Oh man.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, it's coming for us.
1: Yeah, that's wild. I mean. I think we kind of covered this during the AI episode, but like, I don't know how close AI is to like understanding how to put together like, um, assemblies that need engineering. And, um, that's what I'm thinking too. Like structurally. I mean, I know that, you know, fusion 360 will do things with, Parts, like mm. individual parts, but I don't know that it is to the point of like a full assembly, yeah,
0: well, at least we're safe this week. maybe <laughs> next week, tune in next week, we're <laughs> countdown to unemployment oh man, uh, what else we got in design?
1: <laughs> uh, we wanted to talk about the new teenage engineering record cutter, yeah. Um, and there's quite, there's quite a lot around this that, that I didn't pick up on right. at first, but you know, it was posted on the discord and, um, some interesting things got uncovered about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting cause it's, you know, obviously a record cutter is a very niche object, right? It's something that can, you can put plastic vinyl records on and it cuts right. music onto them right, or any sound, um, which I guess is really only available to the industry. Like it's an industry thing. Yeah. There's not many hobbyist like record cutter right. machines.
1: Yeah. Somebody posted um, you know, Jack White from the White Stripes has set up a few facilities, I think, for for like continuing to mm. do to create records, to yeah. create vinyl records, because I mean,
0: he's definitely come back for sure. Feels
1: very strongly about it. Yeah. And you can actually go to uh, it's called Third Man Records, his record label. And you can go to one of those um, locations and they have a stage and a mic and everything. And you can play there and it will record it directly to a vinyl. Nice. So, and I think the vinyl that they're recording to, the one that Teenage Engineering just released is more of a toy record cutter. So it's like super lo fi. I think the one at Third Man might be a little bit higher fidelity. Right. Um, but yeah, so they just released this, uh, it's like the P080 or something, um, rec- and it is like a toy record mm-hmm. player cutter for a, like, lo-fi aesthetic. Right. Um, and it's interesting, like, when it first came out, I was like, oh, that's, in-, and it's very inexpensive, you know? So, like, it is interesting where Teenage Engineering does seem to do, like, they do their more like high-end luxury right. sound music equipment. And then they do their super low, like entry level, like the pot. Um, what are they called? The, the smaller ones. operators, pocket the operators. Pocket operators? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, you know, little sense. Yeah. That machines. That like are just like a, piece of metal with like a you know
0: (laughs) yeah the circuit board just like without the casing on it Yeah, yeah
1: exactly so like it's super stripped down and and pretty inexpensive so like it is cool that they're both they are doing like this feels like another thing to sort of round out this like entry level price point of theirs right which is to like encourage people to get into like music production um, but I mean, even with the higher end stuff, I mean, like if you get a proper synth from like any other company like Korg or something, they're very, very expensive. So even like the original, like OP-1 is like still somewhat reasonably priced. Like if you took that and a MIDI controller, which MIDI controllers you can get for like $100 or something like a full keyboard, yeah, like it's still fairly entry level. I don't know. So yeah, anyway, but there was more uncovered about yeah, for <laughs> this sure. new collaboration through the discord.
0: Um, it's a, it was an existing product. Yeah. Teen engineering just threw some colors on it. Yeah. Which so, is, it, which feels very unlike them. I know. Um, and, you know, I'm not entirely sure what to think or what the business decisions were going into it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, Seeing the record player on their website it felt like oh it's a nice like fun little toy yeah you know it had definitely some teenage engineering colors and it had a vibe there a kind yeah. of yeah kind
1: it's of like ge- a 70s it's got more of like a 70s retro vibe right. than a lot of their other stuff yeah
0: i mean there were some geometric elements but there was some more slants and some curves and stuff going on that you know maybe weren't <laughs> as a uh, teenage engineering e yeah as normal um but, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was interesting just because usually teen engineering is very, um, you know, original in what they produce. Right? right. And I thought, well, surely maybe they just, you know, maybe they molded it some new pieces. But I looked at it, and it's it's the same. I guess, um, I mean, you looked into it some. Yeah. It was an existing product for another company.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. I, maybe we can look up who found it on the Discord. But, um there's a company in Japan called Gakken, mm-hmm. G-A-K-K-E-N, that is a publishing company. So they do educational books, but they also do educational toys. Uh, who found it on the Discord? Uh,
0: Louie pointed it
1: out. Oh, nice. But- so... Um, yeah, there was a video of a guy like unboxing it and it is like a DIY kit. It's like a, you know, put it together yourself. Yeah. It's Um, like one of those like
0: science, like educational. Yeah.
1: And, and so yeah, Gakken does these sort of like educational toys and, and books. Um, but the guy who originally designed it is Yuri Suzuki and he did it in a collaboration with this guy, Jeff Mills. Um, so yeah, I just like did a quick deep dive right before we started recording. Um, Yuri Suzuki is like a partner at pentagram. Mm. He's a sound designer and also an industrial designer by training. So he designed this in collaboration with Jeff Mills. Who's like, from what I've researched, he's, I don't know that a lot of people know their history of techno, but, uh, a big part of the techno movement came out of Detroit, Michigan, um. Which you know tie back into Jack White and Third Man Records, like that's all Detroit. Like Detroit has a very rich musical history of uh, you know of the American cities, but um, so techno kind of originated there. And Jeff Mills is like one of the original techno producers, which hmm. is super cool. So they did in a collaboration together um, for what they produced for Gacken, right?
0: Which is this record, which player, is so.
1: this record player. But I'm wondering if like what Teenage Engineering did is I think this toy that they did was maybe only released in Japan Mm because that's what it seems like in the video that Louie posted is like, uh, you know, somebody unboxing like the Japanese pack packaging for the toy. And like I looked it up and it seemed like you could only get it on eBay. So by, Teenage Engineering doing the collaboration with them. It seems like it's opening it up to maybe some new markets that wouldn't have known about it otherwise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. It is curious. The other thing that it seems like Teenage Engineering added to this was some software to help you to equalize the uh, the music before cutting it mm. to the record. Okay. Because um, I think there's a lot to consider there. Because. Like a toy record player, a toy vinyl, like is not gonna have the same level of quality as a typical vinyl. And so like making sure like the highs and the lows are gonna be are gonna be translated correctly right. into this type of vinyl. Um, yeah. So it, it seems like that's maybe something else something that they did add, but I can't tell other than like color and this other thing, like yeah. what they've added to it, other than to maybe make it open to like a broader market.
0: Right. Yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of interesting because it's like, I feel like teen, teenage engineering has become the hub of excitement in the kind of tech sphere, in my opinion, right? It's like, it used to be Apple was releasing the really interesting, new, exciting things, and now Apple's kind of matured it seems we're looking for that young, you know, experimental company. And it feels like teenage engineering fits that category and has definitely been um, pioneering the space farther and farther, you know, Mm -hmm. with the recent nothing phone and the AirPods, or not the AirPods, the earbuds for nothing. Um, And so this is, it feels like it lands a little flat. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's not a bad design. It's, it looks fine. It's just like,
1: Does it only land flat for you? Because now you know that they just, like, added new colors to the plastics. Yeah,
0: I mean, definitely. Yeah, I guess. Because I
1: don't know that the normal, like, the typical person, typical teenage engineering
0: head, I don't... Maybe they don't know. Right. Um, Yeah. It is just, like, a small... I guess it's a smaller release. It's not, like, a big thing. It's just, like, a fun little object that they released.
1: Yeah, and I think it's cool... I mean it's super affordable yeah and like i mean i know that i feel like there is a recent trend of like a lot of um lo-fi indie artists recording things to cassettes um cassettes are back cassettes are back okay um do people play
0: cassettes how do, how do you play Yeah, you, cassette you gotta get a cassette player oh, man yeah. um <laughs> when do when do cds come back
1: or cds come back <laughs> Well, CDs are for like the super duper like uh, audio files. Okay. Cause, Cause CD is quality. like the highest quality. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think like this, you know, I just think it's like, I don't know. It, it, it's almost kind of cool. Like, take something from a market. Um, obviously they're collaborating with like the original people. Like right. it's not just like a wholesale, like we took this, like right. we're saying it's all us. It does say in collaboration with Yuri Suzuki. Yeah. And so I think it's like rebranding it for, I guess a Western market and, and just like, I, I, I don't know. There's something, there is something interesting about that. I, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like there's also a lot of reversal of that that happens where things are designed here and they're, and they're rebranded or, you know, yeah. whatever for, for, um, um, an international market. Um, yeah. so,
0: I mean, I do like the, the idea that they're kind of revitalizing this lost object. Um, and it does happen sometimes. I don't I, know if
1: it's lost. I don't know when it was released to begin with, Yeah, it but leave. it's like, it's, it's making a new market aware of it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise I don't know that we there's, You know, there's so many products that really are released in other countries that we just have no knowledge of, like the European car companies that I feel like are reposted because (laughs) because you go to Lemonouche, you're like, oh, yeah, there's other (laughs) there's other uh, car companies out there that are doing really interesting things. But we never get their cars over here. Um, And I'm sure the same for China and Japan and, you know, India, wherever. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's a really curious object. Yeah.
0: It was. It was interesting. Good, yeah. Good. Uh. Good little design news bit. Yeah. Um. All right, James. Is it time? It's time for the the topic of the week. <laughs> time for the topic of the week. Um, meme design. Meme design. I don't think it's really been coined or discussed enough. I know. Um. You know, our friend John Mariello has done a video on it. I think his video is called "The Death of, Death of the Detail." Mm. Um, but this is something that I think we've all kind of noticed, especially in the past, you know, five years. Um, and you know, to me, it's like this idea that we are moving or have moved into this new era of design trend. I think about all the past eras, like postmodernism or mid-century mm. modern. Um, They all have like kind of their thing, and meme design feels like a thing.
1: Yeah. So what is, what is meme design to you, Nick?
0: Um, I mean, I guess like just to like think about a meme in itself. I think I pulled up the Wikipedia here. (laughs) Let's uh, get technical here. Of a meme, I think a lot of people think, or you know, definitely my mom thinks. Well, my mom doesn't even know what memes are. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you show your mom a meme and she's like, oh, honey, looking for my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Wikipedia says a meme is an idea, behavior or style that spreads by means of imitation from person to person within a culture and often carries, carries a symbolic meaning representing a particular phenomenon or theme. I like to think of a meme as just like the core essence of an idea, mm. you know whether that's a joke online or in our case, a physical product, um, I think we're entering this stage where people are designing products that carry a singular idea that's meant to be shared online. I think Mm -hmm. virality is a big part of it too. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess like maybe we could give some examples of meme design or, or things that we've seen that feel like it's a meme and mm. less of a product mm. or maybe designed to be a meme. Right. Well, and it's I feel like it's hard
1: to say about some things because you know, obviously you think about like the Cybertruck.
0: Cybertruck's definitely the the biggest kind of obvious example, I think. at least in the past you know five five years or so
1: yeah and that I mean there was so many there were so many meme elements of it in the first place like when it first got launched people were sort of like doing these like you know here I am as a second grader like doodling cars (laughs) and now like look at me like I designed the cyber truck Uh, and then there was the other thing of like the glass shattering during like the demonstration of the bulletproof windows so like which was an accident, right?
0: I—that's th- th- the question. I think yeah. that's also what plays into the meme right. aspect of it. Is this idea that it's—it's d- it's a debatable thing. Yeah, people can discuss it and debate it.
1: Well, and I think anybody who's smart in marketing will lean into the meme right. rather than try to like, like divert attention from the meme. Um, You kind of just like want to go with it. But there's definitely people who are just like wholesale trying to create meme, meme memeable design.
0: Yeah. I think there's this fine line too. So, I mean, you know, I've done the whole like try to be viral thing. I think that was a a big part of some of my design process back in the the beginning. Um, You know, I've talked about this design before on the podcast, but the prism light that I did in school went viral online. And that was like my first taste of this, this phenomenon, this like power of like, oh wow, if you design an object that is so distilled and so simple that it really just represents one idea mm. um, and that it's super shareable, it can really take off. Um, and, Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I I think the fine line is where, where does it become a joke and where does it stay a nice design? Right. And are they the same? Is it like a lot of people think the Cybertruck's a joke. A lot of people think it's a nice design and that's, it's just like a very like, it's a blurry situation, you know? Yeah. Um, Is it a joke? Is it actually good design?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, from what we know about the Cybertruck, like we know that, I mean, Elon Musk sort of has this, like, I feel like there was this line going around where he was talking about how you never get the concept car. You just always get like the reductionist version of the concept car. And so like that, the Cybertruck leaned into that and said like, we're going to make this. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know what to make of that. I
0: I don't know. Do you have <laughs> I mean like one the one thing I think about with the Cybertruck specifically that makes it such a perfect meme design is going back to just the like the definition, right? The meme represents this idea, right? And the Cybertruck is obviously a truck, but it represents a bigger idea, right? Yeah. People don't, you know, people's not going to buy the Cybertruck because it looks cool. I mean, maybe some people will, but people buy the Cybertruck because they believe in Tesla or they believe in Elon. They believe in that bigger idea. It represents that like idea of the future.
1: Is that it or or is this like, or is the Cybertruck, cause you were talking about the distillation of an idea, the core of an idea, mm-hmm. is the Cybertruck like almost the core of what a truck can be like, and even more reduced from that? Like you, like it is literally a second graders sort of drawing depiction of a truck. like. You could, you I mean, can kind of see that in it, but it's like detailed like a professionally produced product. So it's like it's like a pixelated
0: truck. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the core idea of the Cybertruck is classic truck. I think maybe that meme is reserved for like the Ford F one fifty. Like to me, the Cybertruck, the core idea is this idea of a futuristic vehicle mm. or the f- just building this futuristic society
1: but the other part of it and <laughs> i only know this so when we released our Cybertruck episode i think like it was our best episode. it was our well quote unquote best episode i don't think we've ever gotten so much like uh hate in the comments yeah. section uh, but something that that somebody said in the comment section that stuck out to me because like f- for one thing I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we should have. I mean, you understood more about the Cybertruck than I did at the time that we recorded that episode because I was just like, "Oh, I don't know. It's so weird. It's crazy. It's wild. I just it's so cool." Yeah, like I didn't have anything intelligent to say about it at that point because I hadn't fully absorbed it. That's okay. But um, one of the things that, that this person was saying is like, this design has been dictated by a process and a process that's like very efficient for making vehicles like right. especially in the types of factories that elon clearly wants to make which are like you know like partially automated if not fully automated yeah. like how do you do that and you have to you have to develop you have to either develop or yeah or like right. use a process that is not so labor intensive
0: because the frames on the outside yeah actually the structure is on the outside so of like having that internal structure it's kind
1: announced. of uh, you know, a lot of it is driven by that which also makes it like a very re- Reduced the design is like reduced to something. That's very Simple I think in a way. well, th-
0: this is also I think this is also the the difficult part between writing this line between a joke and a functioning design, right? It's To make a joke good you want to make it clear and concise and like you want everyone to get it immediately in yeah. the first second Um, and to make a design good, it has to be really thought through and everything has to be, you know, complete and finished. And oftentimes that means, you know, having some complexity to something. Right. And so there's these two competing, you know, things where in order to make a meme design, it has to be as simple, as clear as possible. Mm -hmm. But in order to make a functioning car, you have to add these like complex details like mirrors and like wheels and, you know, yeah, yeah. Engine, you know, stuff that actually will make the car function. Um, right. So I don't think, I don't think meme design is as easy as one might seem. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: can I ask you, yeah. there's, there's something that I've seen a lot like for the longest time, a very like widely shared type of design And like, is this meme design or not? And it is, (laughs) it's uh, foldable tables, like tables that fold out into bigger tables or fold (laughs) up into shelves. Like that whole genre of design (laughs) that is like constantly shared on social media. It drives me insane. Yes. Like it's like reversible clothes or something like they never are that cool. They always look like dumpy and baggy
0: and like, what about a uh, cutoff jeans? The jean jeans that you can convertible, convertible <laughs> shorts.
1: Yeah. I think I feel like we've talked about those before, but yeah, I mean, I used to love those when I was a kid. Uh, but yeah, I mean like, is that meme design is like, are those, cause it does feel like those things are designed to be viral to be shareable right and i really loathe
0: them (laughs) well i think that's where we we fall into the joke category right where it's like these tables have been intentionally designed for this kind of questionable function yeah right is it really functional to have a shelf turn into a table and have the items on the shelf also swivel with the table, unless your item is too tall. If you put a vase on there, it's going to fall over. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It's it's, it's gimmicky, right? And right. I think that's where it slips too far. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it it's also one of the things that, like, <laughs> your parents will send you, too. Like, I don't know, my dad. You oh, know I mean? yeah. You know, you know, I love my dad, but, you know, sometimes he'll send me, like, you know, some design thing that's, like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're a little bit too, too gimmicky. <laughs> it's okay, dad. You can keep sending me stuff. It's fine. I, I enjoy it. Um, but I think the thing is, is there's always a hint of an idea there too, right? Oh yeah. There is some sort of idea you could play off of with like those folding tables.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like there's also, there's also like a fascination with like, you know, because I feel like so many of us in our generation moved to cities, moved to small apartments. Like, how mm-hmm. can you optimize a small space? Like, that's also its own kind of like viral design. Is like, oh, like look at my like ten by ten room, but and now it's my living room, and uh, flip a switch, right. and now it's my <laughs> office, and
0: yeah. Um, it's interesting. I think also maybe just to talk a bit about some other. Designers that I think do meme design really well. Yeah. Um or you know, the thing the question is is like is if you do meme design really well, you can do it both ways, right? You can make a meme design that is a really nice design. Or you can make a meme design that's a really good joke, too. Right. And of course our our favorite guy that does this is Unnecessary Mentions, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, Maddie, Matty Benedetto. Um Hey, we should get him on the pod. I know he he's a, he's a, a fan of the pod, um, but you know he does the craziest stuff, where it's just like, you know, making up you know yeah. puzzle coffee tables or whatnot. But oh, he's yeah. you know, and some of the stuff he actually make, produces, right? The right, puzzle coffee. And didn't one of one of his things got ripped off? Right, the Croc uh, glove.
1: Well, no, not well. I guess the Croc glove as well, but
0: there was another. Oh, that, I meant. That was cease and desist. Wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, the... uh,
1: The, the, like, the... uh, It's like a little inflatable globe thing that you put your hands into with, like, your video game controller so you can throw the video game controller when you get frustrated, but it protects it from getting broken. Right. That got... Ripped off and sold on like Walmart.com. Yeah, yeah, Walmart like,
0: selling those. Uh, I don't know, rage quit, inflatable <laughs> rage quit. Uh, right, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, I'm not even like that in touch with the the youth culture, the, the
0: meme culture. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I think that's a really interesting thing. I f- I feel like you can, if we go from the joke side where Maddie is, you can also switch over to more of the design side where I feel like Nick Benzel maybe is with you mm. know kind of the box bag.
1: Oh yeah, um, the. Well, yeah, the Nick Bentel thing that comes to mind. The first, it seemed like the first thing that really leaned into this was the Barilla. Oh, the uh, pasta bag. The pasta bag. Yeah. I thought that was really
0: nice. I think he did a couple of those, right? Was it like bow ties and penne or something? Something like that. (laughs) Two drops or something.
1: Um, And recently he's released the manila folder uh, purse. I really like that one. I think that's really nice. And there's a wallet too. Yeah. But that's, it is funny because like you, you know, the unnecessary inventions thing is kind of an extension of that, that Japanese, um, philosophy, yeah. the,
0: I wish, uh, Chindogu was that? What yeah. Called?
1: Yeah. Of like the useless objects. But a lot of those objects that were in that book then became actual products. Like, I think, I think the, the selfie stick came from that book. Wow. Really? Um, if I'm not was mistaken, a I mean, it might've been, well, so. I had a book, Okay, that was uh, I don't know where, where else, you know, if it was like an exhibit or, or what. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure the selfie stick was in there. Uh, and I feel like there were some other things like, yeah, I mean, you know, comedians go on stage and they tell jokes, but they also tell truths, Yeah, you know, so there's, there's like, I think. Of course, like when you're making sort of like joke objects, like some of those are going to land in a way that it's actually like, oh, well, that's pretty useful. Right, right. right. Um, I remember Unnecessary Inventions did this thing that was like a shelf a layer of an artificial tree, so you could put your like the gifts up higher on the tree rather than at the bottom. I think for him it was because of like pets and like cats like getting at the presents at the bottom of the tree. Do
0: oh, you know what Christmas I mean? tree. Okay, yeah, Christmas tree. Sorry. um Oh yes, it was I, a tree that was like cut in half, and yeah. then the presents were around the middle of the tree. Yeah, instead of under. But I was
1: like, actually, like. You know, we, you know, we had our first Christmas when we had our first Christmas with Clara, like she was getting in, into the gifts yeah. and like, didn't, you know, we couldn't tell her like, she wouldn't have understood like us being like, no, don't open them. Like, yeah. you know, don't tear at them. And so I was like, actually, that's kind of useful. <laughs> um, well,
0: I feel like that's, that's Maddie's thing. He likes to ride that line between unnecessary and almost necessary. You know, yeah. it's like almost good. You yeah. Know? yeah.
1: I think, I think actually my, my favorite, I mean, I have so many, there, there's so much good stuff there, but one of my favorites, because it's so ridiculous is the fidget backpack that he did. That just <laughs> the whole like, backpack it's spin. just,
0: <laughs> that's way unnecessary. Just erase your hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Another, another person I was going to shout out to is, uh, I believe her name is Nicole Mc- McLaughlin. Oh yeah. Is that what her
1: name is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, well, I don't know. Last name, okay, (laughs) like name pronunciations. Don't come to Minor Details Podcast for correct name (laughs) pronunciations. Sorry, guys.
0: Um, yeah, she does uh accessories that are various materials and you know things. I know, like, there was one time I think she did like a croissant bra or something like that, yeah, or like shoes that have like zipper, uh made out of Ziploc bags or stuff like that. Right. Put cereal in it or snack shoes. I don't know.
1: But yeah, but she'll also do things that are like stylistically really interesting. Right, she comes more on the
0: design side. Yeah. But there's still that like kind of joke to them too. Right.
1: Like I feel like there's one shoe that she did out of like pencil case pouches or something. And um, yeah, look it up. Because I'm forgetting. But like, yeah, some of them are clearly more jokey like the croissant bra or i think there was even like a uh one of those tiny fans the like that kind of
0: bra oh <laughs> it's <was> just <laughs> like, like like when you're at the like a football game or something yeah exactly just,
1: yeah. but i feel like she also takes she takes things that are she kind of upcycles a lot like that's kind of her thing is right. taking taking things like old Fun. fanny packs and yeah. making them into a pair of shorts or you know Something like that, Nick. You gotta you to log look, into yeah, Instagram. I'm not, I'm not gonna I, log in. <laughs> It's like wrong password. I can't I'll look it. Up. it <laughs> um,
0: um, another company that also has be, has made this kind of their essentially mission is mischief. If you're familiar with mischief, we were
1: weren't we talking about them? recently or maybe we're talking about them off the pod yeah
0: i mean i think nick bentle's brother works at mischief so there's some like connection there um but yeah their whole philosophy it's kind of like an art collective they do a lot of meme stuff i mean they they do stuff that's not physical they'll do like websites that are like hey you know get a burner email address or like hey call this phone number and you know you know surprise something surprise happens yeah um I always think they're doing the craziest things. I know, I think one time they did a chair video game. Did you ever see this one? No Ch- chair simulator. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, they, they launched a video game that was just walking around Ikea trying to find a chair. And the more, uh, I think the more you like <laughs> tried out chairs, the more money you earned or something. And you oh, buy new boy. chairs. I mean, it's all just like silly memes. The whole point of it is to go viral. Right. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. What were some? Did you find any other? I Yeah,
1: I found some. I found a thread of just, like, different pairs of shorts that she's done. So, like, it looks like this one is out of, like, champion sweatshirt, like, sleeves. sleeves. Yeah, that's cool. Um, And then this one is a bunch of pencil cases as a pair of pants. That's awesome, too. Um, And there's, let's see, like, (laughs) Lego Ziploc. Yeah, I was thinking about that one, the the Uh, Ziploc bag with Legos. And like Jan sport backpack. Uh, I mean, you know, it is like, I appreciate what she's doing. Cause yeah, some of it is jokes, but some of it is taking things that are like, you know, discarded and giving them a new life in a way that's almost like high fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like you do see a lot of this, like Balenciaga is also like very good at sort of being immersed in like meme, Culture yeah, with their fashion, right?
0: I almost feel like, yeah. When you get into high fashion, I think like part of part of it is is it's almost like the designers are trolling the customers in a right. Weird way, right? Like, hey, let me make a white T-shirt and sell it for a thousand dollars as a joke, right? Right. And of course, you know, a rich person wants to buy that just to show yeah. it off and also maybe be in on the joke. I mean, I'm sure they're in on the joke too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) When (laughs) when you're that rich, you're looking for thousand dollar jokes. Right. Exactly. Uh, But
0: this, I think this also runs into this uh, thing that you showed me the other day with this lips market.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. So market, this kind of, I guess they're like, like a streetwear brand. Yeah. I'm not familiar with, Um, but basically, and they did a meme where it was like, this just in like uh yay has broken ties with Balenciaga. He's going to use market now for his engineering, for his like clothing engineering. And I and was this like, this was
0: just a, a post. This was a post. Right. And I
1: was like, not a product or anything. No, right. this was not a product. And I was like, is this real? This doesn't, this doesn't feel real. Like, and, and so I guess it was a meme. Like yeah. it was just a joke. Um But it's funny. Yeah. So, so recently they released uh, basically like the, the, we've been seeing these like Yeezy sunglasses, right. like whatever you want to call them, because it's just like
0: a sheet of Mylar.
1: Yeah. And, and like tied together with like, like this, like custom croaky that like right. attaches to it.
0: And they sound so simple to make. I'm yeah. sure you just laser cut them. And
1: I think like Yeezy or Yay, where is he going by now? Yay. 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 Uh, I think Yay. Yeah, Yeezy's the brand. Right. God, I'm so out of touch. <laughs> it's okay. uh, I think Yay was saying like he was planning on uh, selling them for pretty cheap right. to begin with.
0: That's how he's always said, and that yeah. was his whole beef with Adidas and Gap. They that wanted they, to that they rest- sold it for more than and restrict like supply so that it was more right. Than, you know, yeah, valuable.
1: Um, and so. Yeah, so you know, we've been seeing these things for weeks. I would say that like that's almost it, it's almost his own meme design because mm-hmm. you just like he had like photo collages of like all sorts of people wearing these things. Right. And so market, what market ended up doing was like making their own set of basically the same product. Yeah. Like the same exact glasses. They copied them. And they copied them, and they like in the description, they're like these one hundred percent total original like glasses. And, and so like, I sent a message to you and I was like, they are baiting yeah. Ye. Like they are, because recently, like, if you remember like the Adidas Adelette s- slides mm-hmm. that like Yay was really upset about yeah. and then all the Gap stuff um, that they're re- releasing without his approval. Right. Um, so he's just like been really upset with people taking his brand and like uh, like, you know, and using it especially at companies that he's already partnered with. Um, and so like, yeah, it feels like market is like trying to get his attention.
0: I Yeah, I thought this post was really interesting just because it was the first thing I saw that maybe signaled a shift in this, I guess, uh, you know, I, I think we've seen brands copy designs intentionally or unintentionally and then just get a lot of flack for it, get a lot of hate for it. Um, You know, it happens all the time online and this was the first time I've seen a brand copy a design And then just lay it out on the table and be like, oh, we we're we're gonna play into the joke and You know, the goal is for us to get hate, right? The goal is for you to comment in the description and boost the algorithm. I think this is an entire part of this conversation too is like a lot of these meme designs the goal is literally to get people to talk about it online, yeah, and you know, I guess there's a saying, right? Uh, all all press is good press, mm-hmm. um, and you know, if you make a thing that a lot of people hate, and it gets a lot of comments, it boosts the algorithm a lot, right? And it gets seen to a lot of people. Well, um, so they did this intentionally, yeah. And you know, you could look at the comments. I'm sure it's filled with like, "I'm unfollowing you," blah blah. blah you know, dumb, yeah. dumb stuff like that.
1: Well, and the funny thing about it is, like, it you couldn't do, you couldn't bring to market something so quickly. Uh, any other type of product, especially like something Apple or whatever, unless right. unless it was, uh, you know, a Chinese factory that like that was either making the product and then sold it, yeah. you know, through their own means or whatever, like. This was something that like we've seen around the internet for a while mm-hmm. or I don't know, for the past month are these like Yeezy glasses. And and so Mark it's like, oh, well, those are easy enough to make. Like let's yeah. just, let's just make them. them. Yeah. And so like, it, <laughs> like I, I do wonder what Yay thinks about that. Like if he thinks it's funny or if he's like, <laughs> annoyed about it but basically like he memed something so much into existence that somebody else was just like okay i'm just we're just gonna make it yeah, yeah because like like you know we're tired of waiting for you yeah to release these like like you know in trad in a traditional way like yay is very much just like building hype to then release something but he he did so much of it without releasing it that somebody else was just like, Okay, fine, we'll do it. It's really easy. This yeah. is
0: not a hard thing to make. That is the trick though, too. It is it's a it's a weird line to to ride. Um, I think about like Nick Mantle or or some of the stuff I've like created just in the studio. It's like part of me wants to release it, you know, as a meme as is, just as a prototype and get a lot of hype around it and see if people really want it. And then Part of me is also like, well, you know, some of these could be easily knocked off. Yeah. And it's this game you play. Um, but
1: the thing is, is like, you would most likely get either knocked off, you know, by, by, um, you know, like someone truck. overseas yeah, yeah. or by a bigger brand. And, and in that case, it would be your David and their Goliath. Right. You know, whereas this market thing feels like the
0: opposite. Direction, right? where Kanye's client. Yeah. yeah, and it's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, it's I don't know. It's
0: it, it is this game. It's this online game, like forty yeah. chess, right? Of like, oh, I'm gonna do something bad, but I'm actually gonna do it on purpose, or right? Like, uh, I, I just find know. it fascinating.
1: I mean, I think it also that that whole thing also just gets into like ownership, uh, which I think is like another podcast episode because we definitely want to talk about like the whole NFT landscape, mm-hmm. but like but like when things are online, cause memes, you know, I remember when like people like the fat Jewish and F Jerry, like people came after them because they were stealing people's memes.
0: Right, these are the mean, big meme pages. Yeah, yeah.
1: and um, not giving them credit. And that's changed since, but I do remember, I think there was like a Netflix documentary about like, I think it was called most hated person on the internet or something. <laughs> and, and they covered the fat Jewish. And he was basically saying like, young people have a completely different sense of ownership Mm. than, than like the older generations do. That's interesting. And so like, like, because you don't like, are there, are there like meme? I'm talking about like the, what you think of traditionally as memes. Like, are there like well-known meme artists? Like, are there people?
0: I mean, you have like Matt Fury, the, the, uh, the guy who did Pepe. Okay. Have you seen that documentary? No, it's a good documentary. Cause, yeah, because you know Pepe took a dark route. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so you know Matt's been trying to save him. Right, his like cartoon animal that he just created. Yeah, um,
1: but like, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was interesting
0: that like this idea of of ownership, because like memes are supposed to be viral. They're supposed to be shared. They're just not. They're not supposed to be owned. They're just supposed to be set free right. into the ether. And spread, and that's why I respect Market for doing their meme on Kanye. It's like you made a meme, Kanye, like let yeah. it go. I mean, all of. Here's another thing that I think is really interesting. I think designers can create their own memes if they shared enough, right? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, part of a meme is this this shareable moment, and and this distilled idea, right? So if you have a distilled idea, you can share it once. But it may not catch on and you have to you almost have to keep sharing it and sharing it until it's almost it it's it's reinforced that this thing is the idea and not necessarily the design and i mean i think my my best example of that at least what i've designed is like the strap chair Mm -hmm. right where the strap chair is a meme itself right like just the strap the yellow strap people will comment anytime someone designs something with straps they'll tag me in it yeah and they'll be like oh the strap." And it's like, I mean, obviously I don't care. Like you, everyone can use straps, but I've shared it so much that it's become a meme. Right. Um,
1: it just makes me think like, I I don't know if anybody's done this, but it just makes me think that it'd be funny to have an Instagram account where you literally share the same post like every (laughs) single day. And like,
0: there wasn't, I think there was an Instagram account like this. Yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe there was.
0: I forget what they were posting about though.
1: But, like, I mean, I could see you posting, like, the same meme format and just, like, writing new things. But, like, yeah, what if you just shared the same post every day and, like, till until it, like, <laughs> somehow went viral? Uh, I don't know. But, yeah. I, there's,
0: there's that famous joke. Do you know this, uh, this, uh, this idea about, um, I forget who, who the comedians were that did it. I think it was back in the 90s. But there is this joke that they would tell. And from the audience, and it was some silly joke, like one of the comedians was dancing and the other one's like, oh, you're dancing like a horse or something, I don't know, something really silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, no one really laughed because it was like, okay, this is incoherent. And they just said the joke over and over again for 10 straight minutes. Mm. And so there was this arc of, okay, this is dumb. Why why are you guys doing this? And until like three minutes in, you're like, are you guys really just going to? Do this for the entire time and so people started chuckling and laughing and then you know about like the five minute mark It peaks and people are just dying laughing Um, and it goes through this trough and in theory you can kind of like do that over and over. Yeah
1: I guess the the ultimate question to round out this topic is like is meme design Is it is it good? Is it ultimately good for design or is it bad for design? like if somebody is designing specifically with like memeable content in mind, Mm -hmm. is that, is that net good for
0: design? I mean, I think the way I see it is not necessarily good or bad. I think I see it as more of like the zeitgeist in the way that past movements have been right where there's probably good and bad design in postmodern design sure, and probably good and bad design in mid century modern. Um, And there's certainly going to be good and bad design in, meme design era yeah um and i don't know you know i don't know where that where to where to pull the lines i mean i you know i love meme design Mm -hmm. i respect it i definitely like personally i i enjoy designing more on the design side and just having that hint of a meme that -hmm. hint of the core idea um you know sometimes i'll slip into the joke design side but i don't know i mean what do you think is it is it I feel like it's not a good or bad thing. I think it's almost like a we live in this era right. where everything has been shown online, and in order to design something relevant, you know for the era, you kind of have to exist in that space, yeah, and you can play to it or you don't have to play to it, but if you want to be influential like Kanye or Elon, right, kind of feels like you have to be you know
1: I guess it's just like for my for my own career or whatever. Like, I don't think that it's in my interest to like pursue like, a like memeable content or like a memeable design. Like I would want the meme to be like the result of like, just like years of work and refinement and like, you know, like coming up with something interesting, Mm -hmm. but like, and I certainly appreciate the people who can tap into the zeitgeist because like I could just see myself like if if that were me or like I were to try and do that like that would be the and that be the sole focus I don't think ultimately I would f- find it like rewarding yeah this is just like my own personal values uh but like but I can understand like how for other people that would be fuel for their process. And like, I don't know that I want to make like a, a judgment about like who, who's arriving at like good design in a, in the best way. Like, I just think I would want, yeah, I would want whatever I do that's shared widely to be just like the result of just like continued determined work at like, Producing good design, yeah. Um,
0: I, I'll, I'll say this too. I think,
1: but I, I just don't think that I also have it in me. Like, I feel like for people like Nick and for unnecessary inventions, like it feels like it comes. I'm sure it's challenging, right? But I think it's like for them, it's rewarding and it's, it's, um, it's like it speaks to like their personalities and like their interests. Uh in a way that I don't know that it that it would for me and so like I think it's fulfilling for them in a way that it It wouldn't necessarily be fulfilling for me and I don't think it would come naturally
0: to me either. Yeah um, I think one thing too just to like round out what you're saying is I think If we go back to the just the core definition of meme, which is just this like viral core idea That idea doesn't necessarily have to be a joke, right? Right, um you know, it could just be something like the Juicy Sleeve. You know, Juicy Sleeve is not a joke, but it is a meme. Right. Um, and, I don't know, I feel like some of your products have that very strong core idea. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, in theory, if they were spread around enough, kind of like what Kanye did, they could become like a memeable design. Sure. Um, and I think that's kind of where we, yeah. I know there, there's the interesting line there, too, where it's like, well, do we just consider that iconic design? Yeah. Iconic and meme are very similar words and kind of what they mean. Right. I think meme to me at least has a much more internet heavy flair to it. So,
1: yeah, I think I've heard com- like comedians describe like the aha moment as being similar to the haha moment <laughs> of like, like that. That's good. You know, because I think that there's like, you're saying uh, in that it doesn't have to be a joke like uh i think they're both satisfying and they're both the type of design that somebody would want to share because it it like it sparks it sparks like an innate reaction in them mm-hmm. it's something that they don't even have to think about like it's like it's just like immediate like oh like right. aha or haha like
0: um and in in that definition i call that great design <laughs> Um, cool. I mean, that was, I, I think we were a little longer than expected, but uh, you know, I think this is a fun topic.
1: Yeah. Um, I just want to clarify. Yeah. What, what's your <laughs> clarification? Because I, I I don't know if it sounds like I'm saying like, I uh, like I wouldn't pursue meme design because I don't think it's valuable or something. Yeah. Like yeah. I have the utmost respect for people like Nick, like unnecessary inventions for like the type of work that they create, because it is like very inspiring to me. And of course, like you can be inspired by people who are doing things that like wouldn't come naturally to you. Yeah. But are valuable to them and valuable to me as inspiration. So I just wanna just wanna clarify. Oh for that. sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone was I
0: don't think anyone was confused. But um cool. Yeah. Also if you guys have thoughts on meme design or if you wanna like express your definition of mean design. It's not a, it's not a solidified definition. I mean, right. we, I feel like <laughs> this is my hunch is that we'll look back on this era of this weird viral internet product era and call it something similar. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Totally. Um, And yeah, you know, you guys can email us myrdetailspodcast at gmail.com um, and Instagram, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think we'll call it. As Let's al- call it. As always, I'm and uh, <laughs> I'm, I messed this up last episode. <laughs> I'm Nick, and I'm James. Peace later.